Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. The Bible said in Psalms 103, verse number 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Father, I love you today. I pray, God, that you'd help us. Father, as we look into your word this morning, God, I pray, Lord, that you give us clarity of thought. Lord, give us clarity of speech today. I pray, God, that you'd help us to recall the things in which we've studied, God. Father, Lord, thank you, God, for the good singing, the good spirit, Lord, in the service today. Father, thank you, Lord, for the smiles and the laughter of your people, God. Lord, now as it comes time to the preaching of your word, I pray, God, that we would learn from it today, God. And Father, I pray that we would find our thankful, Lord, uh, for what you've done for us. Father, we'll be careful to give you the praise, give you the glory, and give you the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, uh, amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Uh, I want to look into this Psalms for just a little while this morning uh, and talk to you on the simple thought of Thanksgiving. It's that time of the year. Uh, I want to talk to you about Thanksgiving this uh, Sunday uh, before Thanksgiving on Thursday. Uh, Whenever we begin to think about Thanksgiving, I would say this. uh, I'm afraid that it is a quote-unquote holiday that a lot of people uh, has forgotten about anymore. It seems that we go from Halloween to Christmas anymore. And uh, it seems that as soon as Halloween is over, man, it's just all about Christmas. And we forget about this day that we set aside uh, on the fourth Thursday of November every year to celebrate. Thanksgiving. I was thinking about this to a lot of people. Uh, um, Thanksgiving is just a day when they eat turkey, and I plan on eating turkey on Thursday. Somebody say amen. Well, there's three of us going to eat turkey Thursday, but they eat turkey and pumpkin pie, and they eat cranberry uh, salad. I about said casserole again, but boy, that would be nasty. But cranberry salad, and uh, man, they drink a cup of coffee. They watch football, uh, and if you're saved, you go to the deer stand on Thanksgiving. If you go no other time, you go on Thanksgiving uh, and hunt on Thanksgiving. Uh, and it's a time that they celebrate or they spend with their family, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, Thanksgiving is so much more than that. I thought about this. Uh, we have a rule at our house where we're thinking about a lot of people forgetting about Thanksgiving. Uh, now, some's going to get upset with me right here, but we have a rule at our house that no Christmas decorations goes up anywhere uh, until the Friday after Thanksgiving. The Friday after Thanksgiving, we get the coffee pot out, we make hot chocolate and cookies, uh, and we start putting 
Hogan put poking up. I can't talk a lick this morning. Putting up Christmas decorations. I want to say something to you today. What is Thanksgiving? What is Thanksgiving? Well, here's what Webster says about it. It's the act of giving thanks, grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favors, especially to God. It's a public celebration in acknowledgement of divine favor or kindness. It's just simply a day of thanksgiving. It's a day that we set aside, I set aside, to say thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for us in the past year and bless his name. I read this the other day and I find it comical. I'm sure you will too. Here's what one person said. There's five things that I'm thankful for. Number one, I'm thankful that a monkey is not my mother. I thought that was pretty good. I'm thankful a monkey is not my mother. I don't have a monkey for a mother. I'm thankful, number two, I don't have a mummy for a savior. Can I say amen right there? I'm glad my Savior is not a mummy today, amen? I'm glad that he is alive and well, sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession on our behalf today. I'm glad my mommy's not a monkey today. I'm glad my Savior is not a mummy. Number three, he said this, I'm thankful I don't have a myth for a Bible. I'm thankful I don't have a myth for a Bible. Can I tell you something this morning? This book that I I hold in my hand today. The Bible said it this way. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That word quick right there don't mean that it's fast like my Ford truck. It means that it is alive today. Whenever you cut your finger and it hurts or you cut your fingernail, it's because you cut it into the quick. Amen. And the Word of God is alive today. Amen. I'm glad it's not a myth today. I'm glad in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Amen. I'm glad that I don't have a myth for a Bible. But I've seen this. He said this. He said number four, I'm glad that I don't have a modernist for a pastor. I'm glad I don't have a modernist for a pastor. Whenever I read about that, I thought about my pastor. My dad was my pastor for 40 years and I thought about my, boy I'm glad that my pastor was not a modernist. I'm glad that my pastor would stand up full of the Holy Ghost of God and preach hell hot and heaven sweet. And that's the reason I'm saved today is because a man of God told me from the Word of God what the Savior would do for me if I'd put my faith in Him. He said this, he said, number one, I'm thankful that I don't have a monkey for a mother. I'm thankful I don't have a mummy for a savior, a myth for a Bible, a modernist for a pastor. And then he said this, number five, I'm thankful that I don't have a morgue for a church. I'm thankful I don't have a morgue for a church. Man, I don't like anything that's dead. Are you hearing me? I don't like anything that's dead. We was at a chicken stew Friday night and all of a sudden everything got quiet. And I turned around and looked at Robbie and I said, why did everything just get quiet? It bothers me when everything's loud and all of a sudden, Brother Brian, everything goes quiet. I, go to, I, I, I make sure I've got my friend with me. 
Y'all with me right there? Uh, that concealed carry that we have in North Carolina. I make sure I've got my friend with me when everything gets quiet all of a sudden. Hey, hear me this morning. I'm glad that our church is not a more. I'm glad when the choir sings, somebody says amen. I'm glad that when they're singing while the ages roll, you can look out and see somebody with their hands stuck up in the air. I'm glad this morning my church is not a morgue, man. That's what he said he was thankful for. When you come to Psalms 103, I began to study the Psalms again this week. And it's very interesting Psalms whenever you begin to study it out. You'll know that David and you that knows your Bible knows that David was a man after God's own heart. David was a man that loved the Lord. David was a man that uh, lived the biggest part of his life in fear to God. However, there come a time in David's life uh, that David messed up and David sinned uh, and David missed the mark dramatically. But God in his loving kindness uh, uh, forgave David for that. And in Psalms 1 David is realizing what he could have got and what he should have got but he is praising God for his mercy and for his grace I began to think about this whenever you began to compare Psalms 102 in Psalms 103 it's very interesting in Psalms 102 we found a prayer but in Psalms 103, we find praise. In 102, we find the spirit of uh, is depressed, but in Psalms 103, it is exalted. In Psalms 102, the writer was like a moping gal, but in Psalms 103, he is like a soaring eagle. In Psalms 102, the psalmist asked for much, but in Psalms 103, he asked for nothing and simply takes the whole Psalms just to exalt the name of God and praise him for who he is. The first, uh, or first in Psalms 103, uh, as you begin to look at this, the first five verses you'll find there's sings, the psalmist sings of a personal mercies which he had found and received from the Lord. In verses 6 through 19, then he magnifies the attributes of Jehovah has displayed in, in creation. Then as you come to the concluding part of this psalm, you'll find out that they began to praise the Lord universally for what he's done. One writer said it this way. In the first five verses, there is a personal praise. In verse 6 through 18, there is a national praise. But in verses number 19 through 22, you'll find that there is a universal praise. And can I say this to you? One day we'll gather around the throne of God and everything that hath breath will begin to praise the name of God for who he is. Psalms 103 is simply a song or a psalm of praise this morning. So many times in our society today, and I am as guilty as anybody here, we complain about everything. The gas prices are going high. And Brother Jody Hodnip made a post the other day about how high it was in England where he is at, and it made me thankful for $3 a gallon. 
Are you with me right here? We complain about everything. We complain about this and we complain about that. And we complain about this and we complain about that. And everything is always down in the dumps. But in Psalms 103, David turns from every bit of that. And he says this, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Watch this, and all that is within me. I'm going to bless his holy name when we look back at what we could have got, when we look back at the judgment that we do deserve today, when we look back and realize that we could be dead and in hell today, but God in his loving kindness loved us and saved us and allows us to gather together today and worship him, it should cause us to praise the Lord for what he's done. Let me show you something by way of introduction in these five verses and then I'll give you a little thought and we'll go home. Number one, by way of introduction, look at this. There is a consuming praise in verse number one. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You know what David was saying? David was saying this, with all that is in me, I'm going to bless the name of the Lord. With all that is within me, I'm going to magnify the name of the Lord. I, I, I know I've said this before, and you that knows me very well at all knows this about me. If I'm going to do something, man, I go all out at it. If I'm going to fish, I go all out. If I'm going to hunt, I'm going to go all out. It's all that is within me, Brother Tim, I'm going to put into that. You know what David says? David says, when I review what I should have got from God and I see the grace and the mercies of God and those tender mercies that he talks about right there, he said, when I review that with all that is within me, everything that is within me, I'm going to pray the name of the Lord. It was a consuming praise. All that he had, he was praising God with it. All that he had, he was praising God. I thought about this, verse 1, there's a consuming praise. Verse 2, there's a continual praise. What did he say? He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Matter of fact, look in verse number 1. How does it Start, bless the Lord. Look in verse 2. How does it start? Bless the Lord. Look in verse 20. How does it start? Bless the Lord. Look in verse 21. Bless ye the Lord. Look in verse 22. Bless the Lord. David is continually praising the Lord for what he's done. Matter of fact, he said, bless the Lord, verse 1, verse 2, bless the Lord, verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, verse 4, who redeemeth thy life, who satisfieth thy mouth, the Lord executeth righteous, he made known, the Lord is merciful, he will not always chide, he hath not dealt with us after our sins. What is he doing all throughout these 22 verses? David is continually uh, bringing our attention uh, uh, to the center of traction of all the world one day and that is the Lord of Jesus Christ. Oh yeah there is a consuming praise. There is a continual praise but verse number 3 look what he says. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. There is a confident praise. He is confident in who he is praising. What did he say? Who forgiveth all of thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? 
that really goes hand in hand because of iniquities is the reason that we have diseases today. You say, preacher, why is there sickness in the world today? Every bit of it can be traced back to Genesis chapter number 3 when Adam and Eve fell in the garden. That's where every sickness comes from today. It's a result of sin. There was no sin and there was no sickness. There was no sin. There was no death in Genesis chapter number 3. But Adam and Eve chose how to take of the tree. And when they done that, sin entered into the world. And because of that, the wages of sin is what? Death. It's death. And you know what he says? He's confident in his praise because he says this, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, but watch this, who healeth all thy, what did he say? Diseases. Who healeth all thy diseases. Now you say, well, how could the psalmist say that? Here's the reason the psalmist could say that. I believe that the Lord, in inspiring him to write the word of God, allowed him to look into the future and realize that there was coming a day that a man by the name of Jesus would be born into this world. He would live 33 and a half years and never sin the first time. He would march up Calvary's hill and die for the sin of the whole world. He would arise one third in glorious morning, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. He would stick around 40 days and then ascend back into the heavens and say this, it's expedient for me to go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. He would say this, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. David, I believe uh, uh, got a little foresight into the day that the Lord will come back uh, and rapture the church out and when we get to heaven buddy uh, there'll be no more disease uh, there'll be no more sorrow uh, there'll be no more heartaches uh, and David was confident in his praise he was confident in that I thought about this I'm headed somewhere I thought about this he was considerate in his praise look what he said in verse 4 who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. I could preach all day on those tender mercies right there, but I'm not. Look what he said. He's considerate in his praise. He is remembering who redeemed his life from destruction. You know the story of David, don't you? You know the story of David, don't you? How many times... Did God deliver him from destruction? Well, you think about this, there was a lion. There was a bear. There was a, a, a great big giant. Are you with me? There was Saul. There was Absalom. That's just to name five right off the top of my head that God delivered him from. And you know what he's doing? He's looking back at that and he's considering what the Lord has done for him and he's praising his name. Man, when I look back over my life at what God has delivered me from, there's been a few times, I'll never forget in 2016, I thought I was going to meet the Lord in a house fire, but God let us get out of it. You know what that was? That was the Lord being good to us that delivered us from destruction. When you think about what God has done and what he has delivered you from, 
It should cause us to praise him, church. It should cause us to thank him. I thought about this. There was the consideration of praise. But look in verse number five. He said this. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle. There's a compassionate praise in verse number five. There's a compassionate praise. So as you think about these, there's consuming, continual, confident, considerate, and a compassionate praise for what the Lord has done. I began to think about all of that this week in studying. And, and I really, that was, that was my message that I had prepared for today. And last night I was sitting at the house, Miss Christy, and the Lord said, when you think about all of this, what are you thankful for? When we look, that was David's praise. He was praising the God. He was thankful for those things. And when I look at that, I can say the same things that David did right there. But Brother Josh, here's four things I wrote down, and I'm done this morning, that I'm thankful for, that I praise him for, that I exalt his name for. Can I say number one this morning, I'm thankful for my father. I'm not talking about Alan Barker. I'm very thankful for him. I really am. I'm thankful for my goodly heritage. I'm glad that mom and dad raised me in the admonition of the word of God. But that's not necessarily what I'm talking about this morning. You see, I've got another father also. I've got a heavenly father this morning. Listen to what the Bible said in Romans chapter number 8. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption option whereby we cry Abba Father the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. What did he say? He said whereby we cry Abba Father. Whenever you study that out in the Greek you know what it means? It simply means Papa. That's what it means. Can I say this? I'm thankful for my Papa this morning. Amen. I'm thankful for my Heavenly Father today there has been times uh, that I needed to talk to my earthly father and I was not able to get in touch with him there has been times uh, matter of fact last year at this time my dad uh, was in critical condition with COVID we didn't know what the outcome was going to be we really didn't think that he would be in Kentucky today uh, preaching the word of God oh but I've got a, <laughs> I've got another father I've got a heavenly papa today I'm glad when I can't get in touch with daddy uh, and I can't get in touch with mama and I can't get in touch with nobody else. Uh, I've got a father today uh, that I can bow. Well, amen, I feel like preaching this morning. Uh, I can bow down on an unworthy knee uh, in the presence of a holy God. Uh, I don't have to go through a pope with no hope. Uh, I can go straight in uh, up to the throne room of God uh, and I can speak to my father. I I'm thankful for my father this morning. I'm thankful for him this morning. I'm thankful for him this morning. There will be times that you can't get in touch with other people. There will be times when things go wrong, but I sure am glad I have somebody that I can run to in the midnight hours, and he's always there. I'm thankful. When I think about that, it makes me want to praise God. 
I'll be quite honest, it makes me want to jump up on the back of a pew and holler yippee, just to be honest with you. When I think about my father this morning, how good he is to me. How, how good he is to me. Everything we have today is at the hand of our father. The breath that we're breathing, the legs that we're walking on, the clothes on our back, the shoes on our feet, uh, amen. Every bit of it come at the hand of the Father. The vehicle that you're driving today, the home that you're living in today, your children sitting with you in good health today, the health that you have today, all of that come at the hand of our Father. Come at the hand of our... You're saying, oh, preacher, I made, I, I made uh, uh, money for the things that I have, and I bought... Who give you the knowledge to make the money? <laughs> Who give you the breath to breathe when you went out to work? Amen. It's all because I'm thankful for my father this morning. I'm thankful that I have him this morning. Not only am I thankful for my father this morning, but I, I wrote this down. I'm thankful for my family today. I'm thankful for my family today. You know, there's a lot of families that all they do is bicker and fuss and fight. That's just all they do. They always into it about this or about that. I'm thankful. When I say my family, I'm not just talking about my mom and daddy and my sister. I'm talking about my mom and daddy and my sister and my brother-in-law and my niece and my nephew and their spouses and their kids and my mother and my father-in-law. Can I say that? My mother and my father-in-law. I got a father-in-law that loves God that served as a deacon in a church for years. His health no longer allows him to. He's not able to go to church every time the doors is open anymore. But he loves the Lord. Matter of fact, back there in my office, I've got a Bible that he read through and marked all up on his hands and knees. On his hands and knees. That's the way he read his Bible for years. He'd get mad if he heard me saying that. That's the way he read his Bible. But Stanley read them on his hands and knees. He said, I didn't even feel worthy enough to see it. And to read my Bible, he said, I read it on my hands and knees. Boy, I'm thankful for a father-in-law that raised my wife right. I got a mother-in-law that's meaner than a striped snake. <laughs> but man, I love her to death. My brother-in-law Jeff and my sister-in-law Miranda and Rachel and Nathan... I'm thankful for my family this morning. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Can I just, I'm going I'm to chase a rabbit right here real quick. You better be thankful for your family. And you better do whatever you have to do to get along with your family. Because I'm going to promise you something. A lot of people that says that they'll go to the end of the world with you will leave you high and dry. But your family... Some people says... I can choose my friends, but I can't choose my family. I, I don't want to choose no different family. I'm thankful for my family today. I'm thankful for my family. I thought about, I'm just telling you a couple of things I'm thankful. I'm about done. We'll go home and eat chicken and rice. And strawberry and guacamole. <laughs> thankful for my family today. But I'm thankful not only for my physical family, I'm thankful for my church family. Amen. I'm thankful for my church family. I am thankful for my church family. Can I tell you something? I, I preach. I preach out a lot, and I'm thankful for that. 
Um, I, I, I'm doing something very out of the ordinary tonight. I'll be in Marshall, North Carolina tonight in, in a service out there. Uh, Brother David Williams has been asking me to come and asking me to come, so I, I'm going to go. He's just took a church, and he wants me to see their church, and so I'm going to go see Brother David tonight and be with him. Brother Leon Holyfield will be here tonight. You don't want to miss Brother Leon. Boy, I'm telling you, he's a preaching machine. I love, he's been faithful. Man, he's been faithful. He'll be here tonight preaching. But I, I'm in a lot of churches. And can I tell you something? What we have right here is not everywhere. What we have right here at this place is not everywhere. If he was here Wednesday night, I preached pretty straight Wednesday night. I, I preached pretty straight. I preached against gossiping and backbiting. I preached against everything that moved and moved things to preach against. I did. And you say, Why? Because I love what we have right here too much to sit back and let some long-tongued Jezebel come in and destroy it. Amen. Now, it's Sunday morning. I'm trying to be nice, Deacon Potts, okay? But I love our church too much. I love what we have in our church family too much, too much to sit back and let somebody destroy it. I'm thankful for my church family this morning. I am so thankful for each of you. I know I can call on you at any time. I'm thankful for my, fa I'm thankful for my father. You say, Preach, what are you thankful for? Well, let me give you another. I'm thankful for my friends. I think about that song. You got a friend in me. I am thankful for my friends. Some of the, not some, but probably the closest friends that I have and this world is sitting in this room this morning. There's some people in this room that has stood with me through some dark days that nobody else even knew about, just one or two people. But I had to go to somebody. I had to get advice from somebody. And boy, you stood. I am thankful for my friends this morning. I'm so thankful for I, You know, I was thinking about this. But Tim, I'm thankful that I don't have to go to the world to find friendship. I'm thankful that I don't have to go to, to go do the things of the world to find friendship. I'm, I'm thankful and, 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 and I, I, I'm not a mean preacher. I'm not. Every once in a while, the, the Lord will direct me and we'll have to plow a few tater rows. But can I say something this way? I'm thankful that I don't have to go where there's a bunch of drinking, where there's a bunch of doping, where there's a bunch of fornicating, a bunch of uh, a wife and husband swapping. I'm glad I don't have to go to that mess to have friendship. I'm glad that I have people that I can serve the Lord with, that I can talk to about the Lord, that I can worship God. I'm preaching real good this morning. I'm thankful for that. I thought about this. Come start playing. I'm done. I thought about this number four this morning. You said, Preacher, are you against those things you just said? I'm dogmatic against it. I've cut too many dead bodies out of a vehicle because of alcohol to even remotely come anywhere close to it. I'm against socially. I'm against publicly. I'm against wine. I'm against all of it. Let me just go ahead and clarify that. I've seen it destroy too many lives. I've been with too many deputies and seen too many kids, kids, that suffered from it. You say, well, you know, it's all right if you just do it a little bit. The problem is you'll get past that little bit one day. I thought about this. I'm thankful for my father. 
thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. But can I say this? Listen to what he said in Romans chapter 8, verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. What did he say? He said we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I'm thankful for my future this morning. I'm thankful for my future this morning. Yesterday, Leslie and I and the girls went over. We had, we've met an older couple. Their, name, their, their names are the Walkers. I call them Mr. and Miss Walker. And been faithful for years to church. And, and he's 87. I think she's 86, 86, 87, something like that. And she fixed chicken stew yesterday. Man, it was good. Man, it was some best I ever eat besides my wife and my mama's. Did y'all catch that? Both of them's here. <laughs> you caught it, didn't you? <laughs> my mama raised one dummy, but she's an elkin this morning. <laughs> we got to singing over there yesterday. We took our guitars and they wanted us to sing, and we got to singing. That song, Welcome Home. And that second verse says, I believe at least for me. I'll see my mom and dad, my brothers and my sisters. It goes on through that song. You know, I got a brother and sister in heaven today. Boy, it's going to be a real good day. Um, we was playing yesterday. and Anytime I play, I think about my papa Carlo. He loved to play music. Played mandolin with Bill Monroe. He loved to play music. He can tell you all the history of bluegrass music. And it's not bluegrass, Brother Matt, if anybody has anything electric in it. It's not bluegrass. And uh, I got to thinking about being able to step out on the other side. I never got to play with Papa or sing with him here. You can say what you want to. About the first two million years, we'll sit around the throne of God and praise Him. But I just can't help but to wonder if He won't let us pull out an old guitar and sit around with Papa and sing a song in heaven one day. I got to thinking about my Pa barking all the years that he preached. My Nana and my Granny. Got to thinking about my aunts and uncles that already made it to heaven. And I know that if the Lord doesn't come back, the day will come. If I outrun Mom and Dad and Donnie and Kathy, that we'll have to put them to rest one day. But I sure am thankful that this is not it. This is not the end. I've stood with some of the people in this church in the lowest moments of your life. And I've said this to you, one day you're going to have to stand with me at these moments. You're going to have to help me like I've tried to help you. But aren't you glad that this world is not our home? This is not it. There's hope beyond this life. There's, there, Paul said this. He said, in this life only, I had hope. He said, I'd be of all men most miserable. But boy, I'm glad. I'm so glad. I'm so, I love life. I love living life. If you're around me much, you'll know that. I love living. I just refuse to be miserable in life. I refuse to allow people to make me miserable. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to enjoy the journey, man. 
And I do. I love life. I'm going to have a good time. But boy, what a day. What a day. One day I'll visit the last hospice house. One day I'll deliver the last death notification. What a day. I'm thankful for my future today. I'm glad that I don't have to worry. This evening, Leslie and I will get in the truck. We'll drive two and a half hours up the road, be in church, drive two and a half hours back home. But if something was to happen on the road, boy, I sure am glad. I ain't going to worry about nothing. My kids will be all right. I know my parents and my family and Leslie's family will make sure they're taken care of. I'd miss them. I know Leslie will be taken care of. I'll miss her. I won't miss her. I'll be in heaven. I don't mean that derogatory. I'm just being honest with you. They might miss me. I don't know if they would or not. Y'all might. I don't know if you would or not. Y'all probably have a shouting spell. But Robert said we're still having chicken stew Friday, Wednesday night. Make sure you eat all the pumpkin pie. But boy, I'm glad. I know. Man, I know. I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it. Just a moment's notice. Several of us in this room puts our life on the, on the line to save other people's lives. You know what? If something was to happen, if something would have happened to me in 2016 in that house fair and I didn't come out, boy, I sure am glad. I know this morning. I know, I know. I remember 2000, or it's 1994, July the 20th, 1994. I realized I was lost and on the road to hell. Well, I'll never forget that night. I knew that I was going to die and go to hell if I didn't get saved. I'll never forget, I got up out of that pew halfway back on the left-hand side, Brother Josh, and I walked past the piano and the platform, and I opened the door and went to the adult men's prayer room. And Steve Doolin and Darren Hester was in there. I said, boys, i got to get saved. And they said, well, here's what the Bible said. I know what it says. That's what I does. I know what it says. Man, I'd been raised in church. I'll never forget bowing underneath the thermostat on the wall. On the wall that night. Boy, I can't tell you everything I said. But I can tell you this much. When I come up, I come up different. I know when I went down in my heart, Brother Tim, I was asking God to forgive me of my sins and to come into my heart and save me. And you hear me and hear me well. Whenever something happens to old JB, everything will be all right on his part. He'll be in a far better land. But this morning I think about this. Where's your future going to be? I mean what I'm saying. I'm not just bumping my gums this morning. Some of my closest friends that I feel that I could call on in the midnight hour, they'd drop everything they was doing and be there to help me sitting in this room. And I'd do the same for you. I believe you know that. But boy, I sure would hate to spend eternity without you. What's your future this morning? Well, I'm thankful for mine. But what's yours? Are you saved? Are you ready to meet the Lord? If something happens on your way home today, if somebody hits you on your way home today and you're snapped out into eternity, you throw a blood clot or you have a massive heart attack, where are you going to spend eternity at? 
You said, preacher, I thought you was preaching on Thanksgiving. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I know where I'm going, but I'm also thankful that God has given you another opportunity to settle where you're going this morning, your future this morning. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. I bless him for what he's done. I'm going to ask you this morning, are you ready to meet the Lord?